Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, and I'm happy to be joined today by my co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you doing? All right, Scott, how are you? Good, good. And Joe and I are happy and thrilled to welcome to the show for the first time our friend, Amanda. Amanda, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? We are doing, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It's great to have you here. Joe, I think you uh, have something interesting you're dealing with today. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. For the first time, I have come down with COVID. So we are recording this while you have COVID. And how do you feel? Everything for the listeners, Scott. (laughs) How do you feel? How do I feel? I felt, I felt better. I'll tell you that. Oh boy. Well, we're very appreciative that you have joined us today to uh, co-host the show. And Amanda, how are you doing? What you been up to as uh, we're getting a little bit closer to spring. Winter's now well underway, but we're headed towards the warmer weather. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been looking for new concerts to go to. Okay. Very nice. nice. Anything that caught your eye? Uh, there's a Zach Bryan one coming up. Mm-hmm. That go to. I do have, I am going to the Foo Fighters in July. That's a great show. That's great. I'm so excited. They're my favorite ever. And I somehow got tickets and oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> have you seen the Foo Fighters live before? No. Oh, wow. I've been trying for a long time too. When they, um, remember that festival, the Greta Van Fleet was there. It was the Foo Fighters, Nathaniel Rateliff, all my favorite people. And I couldn't get tickets and I was just devastated. Yes. I, um, do, I do remember that. Yeah. So the second these went on sale and I saw it, I bought them right away. Wow, that's playing awesome. at City Field, right? Yes. Nice. Joe, have you seen Foo Fighters before? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I would have thought with all the shows over the years. Um, yeah, no. I, I actually want to try to go to that Zach Bryan concert, though. Is that so a tough ticket? Yeah, it's really hard. I have seen Foo Fighters twice in a full concert, both times years ago when they were with Red Hot Chili Peppers on the same bill. So they were amazing. And I have lots of friends who have seen them more recently than that. And they say they continue to be a great band live. So I'm, I think that's going to be a tremendous show. That'll be that'll be awesome. That'll be great. And Amanda, I'm very glad you mentioned concerts because you are here today primarily to talk about music. Because as we've gotten to be friends with you, we've learned just how much you are a music fan. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how much your music taste overlaps with Joe's taste and my taste in music. So... <laughs> I thought we'd have you on the show just to talk about what we've been listening to and various music topics because our listeners, I know this for a fact because they many of them have told me they love our music recommendation episodes. Oh, yeah. So, um, why don't you begin, Amanda, if, if you can, by telling our listeners a little bit about what type of music you like and uh, your background as a music fan. The type of music I like, uh, usually the my main two genres are country and 2000s like pop rock or punk rock that's definitely my main one um music starting was definitely my dad he has a really good taste in music um it was a lot of a lot of people call it now divorced dad rock like hinder and that those creed those kinds of bands um which is where that started and it just kind of we just send each other so many songs because he has such a good taste in music and it kind of made me branch out into more different genres I would not listen to and bands I would not listen to if he didn't tell me about them. Very cool. Um, you know, I hadn't heard a reference to Hinder in a long time, Joe. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I have uh, not either, actually. Um, sometimes when people say hinder, I sometimes think, is it hosey, her, hoser? Am I saying that right? Hosier? That's quite a bit. That's a little bit different. Different sound. <laughs> I know, but you know, yeah. similar wording. Is that the point the podcast jumps the shark when I start talking about the spelling of Hinder versus Hosier? <laughs> when you com- when you confuse Hinder versus Hosier, that's, that's when true. it's jumped the shark. For um, sure. And Amanda, so uh, what is the primary way in which you listen to music? Is it streaming? Is it physical product? What's the main way? Uh, so streaming, definitely when it's it's just so much quicker. But um, we talk about this a lot. My I have a lot of vinyls mm-hmm. and I them and we go to we talk about different record stores all the time sure uh, but that's definitely my favorite way because i i didn't realize this until recently but i never really had a record player that's why um how much how different it is from listening to it on spotify versus a record like you just hear so much more things in the song that you you can't hear on Spotify, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just genuine so i try and find my favorite albums and i'll just I'll get them and listening to them on a record player is just such a different experience. Do you find the sound on vinyl to be, um, I'm trying to think the way to describe it because I've had a hard time kind of describing how music on vinyl sounds versus streaming. I think streaming mm-hmm. is a little bit cleaner in the sense too there's clean. Right. too clean, which is great because yeah. it's, you know, good quality, but there's something about, I, I feel like you could maybe appreciate the instruments a little more on vinyl, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I think you could pick them out easier. What's that, Joe? Mm-hmm. You could pick out the instruments easier. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, Amanda, tell us about some more of your favorite bands. Okay, my favorite bands. I was this one. I was thinking about definitely just covered them from you, but Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh yes, if yes. I have never heard of them before. Um, you recommended them to me, and I there's not one song I haven't liked so far. This is They're the best just, thing I've ever heard on the podcast right here. I've never, I mean, I'm so happy right recommended now. Toad the Wet Sprocket to somebody? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, That's all I want to say. Amanda, I'm trying to think. Was there, like Amanda said, we talk about music all the time. And I've been listening to songs that Amanda has recommended. And I had heard the song Little Heaven by Toad the Wet Sprocket not too long before I was talking to you one day. And I, so that was in my mind. And then mm-hmm. I'm thrilled to know that you like their music because to me, they're this great kind of 90s sounding band with a pop rock influence, mm-hmm. not too heavy, kind of kind of light and just catchy, which is awesome. Yeah, that's definitely my taste in music too. you like hit the nail on the head when you recommended them to me. Right. We were talking about one of my other favorite bands, The Replacements, um, Can't Hardly Wait. I didn't know that came from a movie. I just found that song randomly, but that's definitely my favorite kind of it's like the 90s, like rock, whatever you you got it. <laughs> sure, that's absolutely. Favorite. That's awesome. Um, Can't really wait. It's a great movie. <laughs> it is. It's a great movie. Um, Amanda, so, and what, uh, besides replacements, what are some other artists in, that, that you listen to a good amount of time? Uh, Mac Miller. Love Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. I do love The Cure, Smashing Pumpkins, so also same area. But, um, Though I told you guys about Hot Mulligan. Yeah. Yes. Obsession with Hot Mulligan. Every again, every song by them. When I, I was listening to another one of your podcasts and your guest, um, Alex, she said that she was a full album gal. Yes. And yeah. I I'm definitely the opposite. I never listen to a full album just wow. so I can 
new songs randomly and every time i find a new song from hot mulligan i just like hyper fixate on it for like weeks and weeks and then i find another one it's my there's they're just so good <laughs> mm -hmm. you mentioned something in your answer there which i want to get back to but uh in terms of mac miller i am not really familiar with a lot of his work i know that he unfortunately passed away at a young age and i know that he's one of ariana grande's ex-boyfriends because she has sung about him and spoken about their relationship for someone who's not knowledgeable about his music why is it that you're uh, such a fan of him i i remember the first song i heard i i more so like his earlier music like the 2009 ones i actually have a very large mac miller poster next to me i was going to show you later mm -hmm. but um definitely the, the early ones it's just this it's got such a specific like sound and vibe and it just I don't know. I remember my brother listening to, you might know the song Knock Knock. I don't. I'm sorry. That's like, that's one of his pop. The Spins is another huge song by him that became popular recent, recently. Um, but it's just a, such a specific and happy, fun sound. And it's not necessarily, I guess he's rap, but like the earlier albums don't, they're kind of rap, but mm -hmm. which isn't what we've talked about, but. I don't know. He just reminds me of like 2010, like just not caring and just being happy. And I, I don't know. I love him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Joe, do you listen to Mac Miller? Do I listen to him? No, that I, I really, I never have. The only thing I know about him other than a couple of songs, his most popular hits uh, is, you know, the Ariana Grande stuff. So mm -hmm. he, um, I know that he's immensely respected and talented. I've actually watched him on YouTube, some concert footage and he, Famously did an NPR Tiny Desk concert, I think. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. He did. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have to look look that up. Uh, Amanda, do you like any other hip hop? I don't know why, like eighties hip hop for some reason. Like, do you stuff. know, Naughty, you know, Naughty by Nature. Yeah. Oh yes. I I like them. Um, I I don't know. I don't really know enough, but I don't Naughty know why. Naughty by Nature is a great uh, old school hip hop group for sure. Absolutely. Old school um, hip hop. So I listen to if I listen to hip hop. So yeah, um, Amanda, in your answer a moment ago, you said you're not really a full album person. Mm -hmm. And what I want to ask you about is this: you're younger than Joe and I, and I feel like my generation, Joe's generation, kind of is a mix. We listen to full albums, but we also go to individual tracks, which is easy to do in an age of streaming. But your generation really is into. Not so much albums, but individual songs. Out of your friends that are big music fans, do any of them kind of go towards albums or is it just individual songs here and there? Definitely. My friend Olivia goes, she will run an album, like the entire thing constantly. But I just, I can't do that. I don't, I feel like I don't have an attention span for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but not do that even when it's recommended by like the artist to do it, like something like Zach, Brian um, maybe would be the one, you know, to listen to the full album or say that, oh, it, it forms a, a story or something. And do you do it even then or no? I do. If it's someone I really, really love, um, Noah Kahn and Zach Bryan are my top. Yeah. And when they release them, I'll listen to the entire thing. But a lot of music I find now, too, is just individual songs, like not even released from an album, just a separate one. But I feel like that's very popular to do now instead of releasing a whole album. Just mm -hmm. put one, it's popular. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of artists, they even release kind of these four or five track EPs that have a theme to them. And then eventually a lot of those songs come out on an album. You know who does that is the K-pop group New Jeans, which I actually like. Um, I, I got to tell you, New Jeans, that song Super Shy, if you know that song, that has continually been on my on repeat section of Spotify for like months. You might want to edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed for that. Um, but anyhow, uh, Amanda, out of curiosity, um, you mentioned your dad being an influence on you when it comes to music. Um, what about some of the, I call them older artists, I guess they're older now, you know, the groups from the sixties, like the Beatles or Rolling Stones. Do you listen to any of that music? What I would refer to as classic rock. I do. I, I know. Oh, it's not going to sound good. I, I know some Rolling Stones songs. It's when it goes back that far, it's also individual random songs. Sure. I'm so like eighties is probably my most knowledgeable genre. Yeah. I'm a huge Bob Seger fan. I don't know. <laughs> um, I did not know that. Wow. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bob. Um, I have a bunch. Oh, another band, um, Night Ranger. <laughs> Night Ranger. That's awesome. I don't know them. Joe, you know Night You're, Ranger? You, you, know, you would know the song, Sister Christian. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You would absolutely know it. Wow. This is great. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it, I feel like there's a couple of groups from, let's say, the 60s that, have longevity obviously the beatles being the biggest but i feel like looking ahead i really wonder what it's going to be like in music 20 30 years from now um in terms of what people are going to be listening to i guess taylor swift will be a classic rock artist then <laughs> yeah i mean she almost already can be that's true speaking of taylor <laughs> amanda you as I've, I've talked to you many times about taylor joe and i yep. are big fans have has, have i made any impact there is there anything that i have done to make you a bigger taylor fan I I have listened to the songs that you have recommended to me. I do. Um, she's got some songs I like. You know, I do. I August that song. Yes, love that song. But I just personally, it's just not my favorite music. But I do like her a lot as a person. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's good. Um, mm -hmm. And we're recording this, by the way, a week from Super Bowl. So next Sunday at this time, there will be a million Taylor Swift themed Super Bowl parties being set up where people will be uh, wearing NFL Taylor's version shirts while they watch the uh, the game. By the way, um, Amanda, if you'll allow me just a moment to ask Joe something Taylor-related. Uh, tonight are the Grammy Awards, Joe. I have two yeah. questions for you. Do you think Taylor's winning album of the year, and do you think she's announcing Rep TV tonight? Um, I would say no to both. Amanda, what do you think? I don't know. I, all I know is Noah Khan is nominated and whatever. <laughs> I hope. You love Noah Khan. He's the best noir. Oh, well. I actually it was one of the things I was going to ask you about. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we you talked to me a lot about his music, and mm -hmm. I know the songs that you've referred me to. But what is it about him that makes you such a big fan? I guess it's just kind of different from. There hasn't really been a lot of folky kind of music recently. It was. Like it was Mumford and Sons, and then that genre kind of died out, and he definitely brought it back. It's, I don't know. I just, I love the songs. <laughs> I like him. He's weird on his Instagram story. He's a little odd, but he's extremely odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, just so different. If you were going to refer our audience to songs that were not necessarily hits, I think a lot of people know Stick Season from him. And mm -hmm. what's the other big Noah Khan hit? It's, uh, is that, is there one I'm missing? 
Dial Drunk, maybe. Dial Drunk, that's right. That's the other one that I hear a lot. Besides those two songs, what are maybe two or three tracks that you'd recommend our audience check out? Um, Howling by him, I like a lot. I believe one of them is called Maine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard there, that one. Yes. There's, I know he has an album. It's a yellow album. He played a few of those at the Stick Season show that I went to. I think it's called Young. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, sure. How- definitely really like that's a good song okay i will check that out he performed the other night with somebody very famous i forget who it was now it's going to really bother me but at one of these pre-grammys shows and i think a lot of people became more familiar with his music because olivia rodrigo performed stick season i think on the Mm -hmm. bbc radio which is really good um you're an olivia rodrigo fan as well i think we've talked about that yes i do like her it's not i don't usually gravitate towards it but when she does release a new song i do i like her i like what she does (laughs) yeah um joe and i are big olivia rodrigo fans Uh, guts is a great album i actually been thinking a lot about what album i like more guts or midnight by taylor midnight's by taylor i should say because they're both nominated for album of the year i actually think i may like guts more really interesting maybe and i love midnight's but i think i may like guts more that's I don't know about that. I I think I still like Midnight's more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just thinking about the tracks on on Guts, and can I listen to that album all the way through? I can, but I'd rather listen to Midnight's. Okay, it's interesting because I met someone yesterday. We were talking music, and she told me she's a big Olivia Rodrigo fan. So I asked her what her favorite track on Guts was, and she said the song "Making the Bed," which took me totally by surprise. Great you song. Don't, you don't. It's a great song. You don't hear that all that often. Yeah. Um. Amanda, uh, before I continue with questions, I, you'd mentioned to me the other day there were some things that you were planning on bringing up on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to ask or bring up? The One of my biggest ones is I was going to ask you guys what your favorite soundtracks are. Like what movie or TV show has your favorite soundtrack? Because we were talking about that the other day too, how cool oh. that job would be to have. You're rating a soundtrack like for, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, um, a good that's a great question. Great question. <laughs> Um, Joe, I think our, we, we've just been asked a better question than anything we've ever asked, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at some of the vinyl that I have here and, um, Joe, you go first. What are some of your favorite soundtracks? You heard that? I just banged my headphone into the mic. <laughs> I did hear that. Maybe I'll get your own answer on this one. That's uh, honestly, that's a very hard question for me. I, I'd have to really think about it. I mean, does the album like Purple Rain count because it's a soundtrack to a movie? I think it does. Yes. I think I would pick that as one of them. Um, but to me, that doesn't sound like a soundtrack. It's just a Prince album. You know, so I don't know. It's one of those weird things I have to think about. Um, oh, that's a, that is t- that's a tough question. Let me think about that. I like Kill Bill. I actually listen to that soundtrack a lot. Um, you know, with RZA. Uh, curating it, I guess, if you want to call it that and things like that. Um, I don't know. I have to think about it. So I'm going to give you a couple different answers, okay? This is off the top of my head. So in terms of, you know, non-rock or R&B music, like let's say orchestral music, score for a film. Oh, well, yeah. One is E.T. I love the score to E.T., and then this is a deep track selection here, but I love horror movies. We're going to talk about you're being a fan of horror movies in a couple minutes, but um, Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Keanu Reeves and Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder. 
has a soundtrack which is very scary music. It's like scary classical style music. And I listen to it actually a decent amount, especially around Halloween time. So those are two in that category. In terms of something else, Joe, I like Purple Rain too. Um, I mean, I I like Saturday Night Fever, honestly, which has a lot of great Bee Gees tracks, which were recorded yeah. for that. Um, yeah, those are probably. If I, had to, I mean, for me, if I had to say one overall, I'd probably say Sound of Music, but that's oh, Sound of, just of course, a I mean, classic. Yeah, Sound um, of Music is amazing, unbelievable. But I'm just now I'm thinking of all these great soundtracks. Like Forrest Gump is a great soundtrack. Great Daisy soundtrack. Used the movie, you know, Richard and Glitter movie has the great soundtrack. Um, I know there's just there's so many I don't even think about. But for music, like orchestral, Lord of the Rings for me is probably top. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, also, uh. Those are great answers, Joe. Godfather. Uh, Godfather. Now, I I, now these are just going to keep coming to me. Twilight. The Twilight soundtrack is amazing. Very good. Um, Amanda, no how about you? It's a really great soundtrack. And the the Hunger Games, the new movie Hunger Games, I don't even know what it's mm -hmm. called. But it's like all these kind of, I think Noah Khan might even be on it. I, yeah, you know, both. yeah. I can't remember what it's called, honestly. But all Catching it is fire? the new Hunger Games movie soundtrack. Yeah. Ballad of Songbirds and Songbirds and Snakes. That's it. Yeah, it has a really great soundtrack. All the songs on there are like very folk rock type songs. The kind of stuff that I love. That was a good one, Amanda. How about you? What are your favorite soundtracks? Um, there was my main one I had, which I tell you, I was telling you about, was Criminal Minds. Mm. Just because yep. every song is so good, and I learned recently the people that do it. Um, it's these two brothers. And they used to work with um, Ringo Starr's band. Really? Yeah. So they used to work with them. But just every song they do is just like a great selection. They have one episode. It starts off. Everyone's like, and it's a montage scene. It starts off with Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. And then at the end of the um, episode, it's, what's that song? Oh, The Funeral by Band of Horses. Yeah. It's just good. Very cool. It's a great one. Yeah. I will check that out. I, I have to listen to that this week. Amanda, tell us about some of the memorable concerts you've attended over the years. I was just going to ask that. So. Great. Definitely Noah Khan, of course. That was a great one. Um, I did, I saw, I went when I went to Blink-182, they were a really good show. Travis Barker was awesome. Um, but that was the combo concert with, I think it was Wiz Khalifa was there. And <laughs> it was That's a weird interesting. It was, yeah, no one knew he was going to be there. He just showed up and did half the concert was Wiz Khalifa and the other half was Blink-182, but it was actually really fun. It was <laughs> a group of people came together, but it, it was good. Yeah. Um, there, I do. I go to a lot of country concerts, big country fan. Those are always fun. Who are some of the artists you've seen in country? I saw Sam Hunt recently. Um, Luke Combs is very good. He sounds exactly like he does. He sounds better in person, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I can't think of the other ones right now, but country concerts are definitely, if you're a fan, they're so much fun because the tailgating is, is not like any other concert I've been to. When it comes to country, do you listen to just new country or do you listen to any of the older country? All of it. Have you ever been to Nashville? I haven't. I want to go so bad. Yeah, yeah, me too. I really want to go there. I know someone that's there right now. It sounds amazing. They've only been there one day and I'm already jealous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, and your uh, other people that sh are your age that you're friends with that are music fans, did they 
have vinyl collections or or no? Yeah, my two best friends, we all collect vinyl. Well, yeah, we all collect vinyls, but no one else really. It's usually just their parents' collections that they show me and I go through. But yeah, I don't have people that do, but it's definitely becoming more popular again to own them. Totally. Yeah, I find vinyl very fun to shop for. I mm -hmm. sold off many of my vinyl, honestly, because my collection was just getting too big and many CDs that I had just because it was taking up too much space. But now I kind of go back and I really buy vinyl of very specific albums. If it's sentimental to me or something that I just really want, like in a large cover, honestly, if the cover is very cool, I get it. And I also have a Beatles collection so, and Taylor, anything Beatles or Taylor, I will get in vinyl just because it's, I have it already. And I, it's an addiction, I guess, that I need. Yeah, I need yeah, it all. Yeah. Um, well, this is cool. Amanda, this is great recommendations. Um, I'm very happy to become friends with you because out of all the people I'm friends with, you and Joe provide, I think, the best music guidance, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, everything, I, every list that Amanda sends is... I have to, I have to change that answer. I, I, I've got, I, I have to also give a big shout out to Alex and Kate from the podcast. They are huge okay. music fans, huge music fans. And they've, they've had an impact. Oh, oh, Amanda, another band I want to ask you about. Mm -hmm. How can I not mention the great, the 1975? I do love the 1975. <laughs> um, I, I found that video you referenced to me, the uh, video of Robbers, the song. Oh, uh-huh. It's great. It's great. It's, oh, that's a great, I wish he still played it like that. Yeah. I highly recommend as a concert fan that you check out the 1975 if you can at one of their shows. They were so great live. Um, they may be my favorite band today out of the bands that are currently around. Um, Old state. I think so. I'd really have to analyze that. Maybe I'll take off work someday <laughs> to just try to like, I'll go into the woods and think about it. Another, oh, another band I want to ask you about. I had no idea until we were recording this podcast that you said you're a fan of is The Cure. Yes, I love The Cure. What's your favorite Cure song? I, I guess Boys Don't Cry. Great song. That's, yeah, it's the simple answer. But the reason I love The Cure also, um, you know how I told you I love Youngblood? I'm a huge fan of him. Yes. He, his new album, um, he samples The Cure a lot in it. And mm -hmm. that's why I think I really love those songs. It's just, it's so good. He takes a lot of inspiration from The Cure. Yeah, I, I really do like them. Joe, I know you like The Cure too. I do not not like as much as you do, but yeah, you know, I'm a fan. I'll listen to it. Nothing. I'm not going to go out of my way. I have a great Funko Pop in my uh, house of Robert yeah. Smith. It's got kind of the hair and everything. I wish <laughs> I had it in the room I'm recording. I could show you now, but um, yeah, the Cure are great. They're like the original or some of the original goths. They definitely yeah. had that goth rock thing going, but very catchy, very melodic, and. Actually, another band that I meant to ask you about, and I have it, is My Chemical Romance. I know you're a big Mike Chem fan. Talk to me about why you're such a fan of the legendary My Chemical Romance. They just have, they are also another album that I can just listen to the entire thing. I just got the vinyl, um, one of their vinyls I was showing you recently. And um, you, That's... I'm jealous of you because you went to one of their concerts a very long time ago. Joe and I have been to several My Chemical Romance concerts. I could think of three off the top of my head, Joe. Yeah, easily. Did, had, did, Amanda, has he mentioned to you the one about uh, Maxwell's and Hoboken? The one when he's in the video? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Joe's in another clip of that, too. So we were both on. So for our listeners, what uh, Amanda and Joe are referencing is that Joe and I attended years ago 
a performance of My Chemical Romance right before the Black Parade was officially released at a very small bar in Hoboken, New Jersey named Maxwell's. It's since closed. And at this bar, they had a back room that honestly is smaller than a lot of people's living rooms. That's no joke. And there were people there from all over the world. There was a woman in front of us online who flew in from England to see them. From England, yeah. And picture you're in a room and literally so close you could have a conversation with them as Mike Hem. It was, I've never lost my hearing so much after a show as that. As it was that amazing. Show. I still, do you remember they played a song and, and someone yelled out like, what song was that? No one even knew what it was. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The world had not heard my the Black Parade yet. So we were hearing it for the first time. There were mosh pits going on, Joe, if you remember. Oh yeah, great. And I honestly, that maybe was the greatest concert I've ever been to. I've never been in a setting like that ever. It was awesome. I just and looked that, up the date. It was October of 2007. Wow. Yeah. It looked awesome. I think when I first met Scott, one of our first conversations was him. Hey, you want to see me at my chemical? <laughs> he probably keeps that on. Uh, yeah. I bet he didn't show you the Neil Diamond one, though. <laughs> yes, Joe and I also have, we're on a Neil Diamond DVD as well, which is <laughs> probably the only people to be on My Chemical Romance and Neil Diamond. That's probably true. Um, honestly, if I'm ever talking to someone and don't have anything to say, I I'll just bring out that Mike Kemp thing. That's like a great <laughs> hidden gem. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next night, Joe and I attended the opening night of the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. And Mike Kemp was opening for Bon Jovi. And we were in the last row in the upper deck. So we went from seeing them feet away from us to the last row. Yep. We just wanted to go because of that. That's, we that's wanted all. to see it. And then, Joe, yeah. we saw the Madison Square Garden with Taking Back Sunday, if you remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Those are the three times. I'm sure there were other times i just can't remember i've i've seen i know i've seen them a couple of other times on the black parade tour um, yeah we didn't go to the reunion tour just no i don't remember why not but it just didn't happen um you know what song i love by my chemical romance like if i try to tell people what to listen to is the ghost of you on three cheers for sweet revenge that's such great a song. great song great song mm -hmm. great video just unbelievable um very good anything you want to add about music amanda before we uh, talk a little bit about horror movies I don't think so. <laughs> okay, good. This is good. Um, so Amanda, something else that you have in common with Joe and I and many of our listeners and other guests is that you are a big fan of horror movies. I am. Very big fan. Is it your favorite genre? I would say so, yeah. Uh, tell our listeners about some of your all-time favorite horror films. Of course, The Conjuring. That's great one solid one um the one that just came out talk to me we were talking about this movie mm -hmm. the best horror movies that's come out recently because you know a lot of times they they flop they don't do well and right. they're not i feel like there hasn't been a lot of good ones recently and that one just blew me away if it's was that one a24 yes yes that's why i liked it i love right. a24 <laughs> yeah no they're, they're a great studio mm -hmm. and then scream huge fan the original Scream? Yes. Um, did you Have you seen the other Screams? Uh, I think I've seen like three of them and then the newest one I saw. Do any of them live up to the original for you or no? Definitely not. But the newest one, I didn't see the one before the newest one. Okay. We apparently have to, to watch both of them. But the newest one was very good. But first one, it's just like a staple. Right. It is a classic. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe, do you remember when you saw the first Scream? For the first time yeah i saw it in the movie theater you did okay I did. yeah did you like it i did it was great 
Yeah, I remember being at this person's house in high school and they had a VHS tape of Scream. That's how this was like 1938 or something. And they, <laughs> they put it in and I loved it. I think it was still Did they rent it from Blockbuster. I would hope so. Probably. Um, yeah. Uh, any other movies you want to mention, Amanda? Um, I do like, um, I don't really know the like classic horror movies because I did watch uh, Amityville Horror. Yeah. And I, obviously at the time it was probably scary i just i don't know i don't really go back and watch old ones i'm more so like the new ones but um probably the oldest one i like which isn't that old is the ring mm-hmm. that scared me for i watched that way too young and that i still that girl is always in my head <laughs> yeah i think in the movie saltburn which we've talked about they watched the ring in that movie it's it messed me up for a long time scary very scary i love it uh, now I have the song Murder in the, on the dance floor in my head while we're recording this. Um, so, Amanda, you mentioned the like older films. A mm-hmm. lot of the really old films, like the classic Universal Monsters, mm-hmm. at the time they came out, they were very scary because audiences had never seen anything like that before. But to me, I, I just think they're really good movies and I appreciate mm-hmm. the acting. They don't scare me. But they're still good to watch. Like if I was going to go back and steer someone to a classic classic, that is really good. The exorcist obviously is considered very scary. And honestly, psycho in which people were in the, if you watch news clips of it, people were fainting in the theaters when that was out. And I just think it's a great movie. It's like an unbelievable story, even though it's not as scary as something like talk to me, you know what I mean? In terms of for modern audiences. Right. Um, and you've not been to Halloween Horror Nights. I know that we've talked about that. I have not, but you have definitely talked it up, and I do want to go very bad. have to go. Joe, yes. if you were going to describe Halloween Horror Nights to Amanda or any of our listeners that have never been, how would you describe it? Um, I would say it's like, I can't say the words, but the big game for horror movie uh, lovers. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it really is. It's like the haunted houses are like going out to movie sets. And watching these movies come to life at you. And they're all horror movies and they're they're amazing. Yeah. I've never seen modern houses done this way. Mm. Until we started going to HHN. Yes. And you have the power of Universal Studios behind the whole right. thing. Um, yo, Amanda, do you watch any horror TV shows? What's that? Oh, American Horror Story. <laughs> okay. Yes. I love horror story. Oh, oh, you know my favorite show of all time, um, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, Great show. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Of that show. All of the ones that came after it are pretty good, but nothing has been as scary and as good as The Haunting of Hill House. I will recommend that to so many. No, I don't think anyone watches it when I recommend it, but I've we've I, seen it. Joe and I've seen it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Great. They actually yeah. they had a haunted house of that. They did. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um do, uh, when it comes to monster films, do you prefer vampires or werewolves? Or zombies, I should say, I guess. Zombies, actually. Wow. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. Big Walking Dead fan. Walk- okay. Uh, the Last of Us. I love both. Yes. I wasn't a Twilight fan. That's why. So I don't really. <laughs> I don't watch those. Uh, um, the vampire. They're not werewolf. scary. Those vampires to me. They're I don't consider scary. Twilight to be a vampire horror movie. <laughs> <that's for sure. laughs> yeah, but, but I got to you. There's people out there that are scared of Twilight. Robert Pattinson can be very scary. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you know, the horror is great. What One of the things I've spent a lot of time thinking about, I've even looked up articles on it. 
is why people love horror films so much. And I've thought about it. I, I have a hard time answering it myself. Like, I can't really tell you why I love horror films so much. It is my favorite genre. Um, Amanda, what what do you think is the reason that people love them so so much? I don't know. Maybe just to get like a some adrenaline rush. But personally, I think I just take them. Some of them feel nostalgic. Like I'll put on The Conjuring as like just a background movie, just because mm-hmm. like your vibe of the movie is so good, and it's just it's just exciting. It's different. It's something exciting to watch, and I like be- getting scared, especially at a movie theater. It's a lot yeah. different. It is. Especially, and if it's busy, that that's especially good. Oh yeah, that's fun. I've heard some people say, "Tell me if you agree with this." That people like horror movies because they get scared by them, but they know they're safe. In other words, like if they encounter those things in real life, it would be terrifying. But when you're mm-hmm. eating popcorn, watching a movie in a theater, you you could get scared, but you know you're you're safe. And I I get that. I definitely do. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Joe, what is? I I feel like I've asked you this before, but. I should check in with you on this periodically. What is your all-time favorite horror movie? Uh, it's tough. I mean, I always like The Exorcist and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The, the original. Is Those probably, are great. Yeah. You know what I watched the other day? I I haven't watched the, like a movie in a long time. I watched The Others with uh, oh, Nicole yes. Kidman. And, just, and I saw that in the movie theater. I just decided to watch it again. It was great. Such it's a, a great horror movie. Um, kind of reminds me of Hill House a little bit in terms of the imagery. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I saw that in theaters and I even had the DVD of that. Yeah, me too. It's a great <laughs> film. Great film. Uh, Amanda, that's a good recommendation. The Others with Nicole Kidman as a horror film. Um, Never. Yeah. yeah you'll, like if you like it. Hill House, you'd like this. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, anything else you want to ask about uh, horror movies, Amanda? Ooh, probably which ones scared you the most? Hmm. Which ones? you had problems with or you saw i remember final destination has oh my god it just ruined everything <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to be scared by mm-hmm. films that scared me the most let's see any what's the films that scared me the most okay i got i got something definitely it, it i mentioned this movie earlier in bram stoker's dracula okay mm-hmm. i saw that as a little kid my parents took me to see it i have no idea what they were thinking honestly and there's a scene in that movie where the character lucy who's a vampire she uh is in her crypt and the people hunting the vampires go down to kill her and there's a very famous scene where she starts kind of being seductive to the guys trying to distract them from hurting her and then somebody holds a cross up to her and she opens her mouth and you see her fangs it's just like, and it's really frightening. As a kid, I was petrified of that scene. And I remember like, if I thought about that scene while I was walking in a dark hallway, I got nervous and I had to walk, you know, the stuff that scares people. That is one thing that comes to mind for sure. Um, Joe, how about you? I can only think of two for totally different reasons. One was I saw Paranormal Activity in the movie theater. Yeah. That scared me for some reason. These They usually don't, but that did. Um, and I remember talking to my friend Neil, who told me that after he saw it, he had to sleep with the lights on. And then I told, I, I absolutely understood. Yeah. Um, and then when I was nine, I went to see Friday the 13th part eight in the movie theater. And of course I was nine years old. So that scared the hell out of me. It was great. Yeah. I feel like when we were kids, Joe, people just took their, their kids to see anything. Like they yeah, didn't I went my uncle to that. He took me to see that. It was like <laughs> yeah. nothing. 
<laughs> uh, there was a movie, I honestly haven't seen it in years. Another film that scared me was The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. I went to see that and I got so scared as a kid, I ran out of the theater and hid in the bathroom. That That is a scary movie, actually. But yeah. I, another one, what I saw in the movie theater and you're like, what is this? And it was, is um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where he rips the heart out. Mm-hmm. Great scene. I was I yeah. saw the movie theater when I was, what are they, seven? It was like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, pe- people wouldn't even think of taking their kids to see something like that. <laughs> um, not that this terrified me, Amanda, because it doesn't really answer your question, but another, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was at the movies and I saw an Interview with the Vampire with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. And it's a very bloody movie. And there was a phase in my life where I would get very nauseous at the sight of blood. I even one time cut myself shaving in college and it started to bleed and I almost fainted. It was crazy. I no longer experienced that, but I got so nauseous at the blood and interview with the vampire. I had to leave the theater and I was like pale and everything. And I was so angry at myself. I went back that night to see it. And I was like looking away during the bloody scenes. Now I, I, I you know, don't think anything of it. <laughs> now you have saw on repeat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it all prepped me for horror nights. It was all training. You know what I mean? Um, Amanda, how about you? What what terrified you? I actually saw this one recently. I saw it freshman year of college, and I don't know why. It just I could I did not sleep that entire night. I went to bed at seven a.m. Um, the Grudge. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, oh my gosh, it messed me up. And then when I was little, I I didn't even watch the original Saw. I watched the scary movie spoof of Saw. <laughs> and it, was, it what's oh the, you mean from the scary movie franchise? Yes, yes. Okay, got it. So they they have Jigsaw in it, and I saw that way too young, and Jigsaw, I was so scared of him my entire life. And now I look at him, and I'm like, it's so dumb. (laughs) He's not scary whatsoever. Those are good answers, by the way. Those are very good answers. Um, I saw The Grudge. I definitely remember that. I got a lot Mm -hmm. of attention when it came out. Oh, my God. It messed me up. for. I literally didn't sleep. And the noise they make in that movie with their mouth. I remember that. Right. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, horror movies are great. It's they're fun to watch year round. Obviously, they get a lot of attention during Halloween time, but I just find them to be really good. The most recent horror film I saw, I guess, was Night Swim. I saw that in theaters, and it's, it was good. It was a Blumhouse movie, and there's one opening up next weekend that I definitely want to see. I don't even think it's a horror movie; it's like a comedy. I think it's called Lucy Frankenstein. Is that the name of it? Which stars the girl from Freaky, the movie with Vince Vaughn. Let me see I like if that I movie. could. I don't know this one. Quickly, quickly get a because uh, I think this is a movie you both would like. Yeah, Lucy Frankenstein. Scratch that. It's it's Lisa Frankenstein, not Lucy. Yes, Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, like Lisa Frank, the uh, the sticker. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it's inspired by the novel Frankenstein. Stars Cole Sprouse. Now I got to see it. And also stars Carla Gugino from Haunting of Hill House. Um. It's apparent. I think it's like this girl dates a Frankenstein character, Lisa Frankenstein. So I got to see that. It opens next weekend. I definitely uh, have to see this. I'm reading about it right now. This is yeah. right up now. <laughs> um, very good. This is amazing. It's um, I'm, I'm always amazed, like how quickly the time goes, Joe, when we record these episodes. I know it's gone. I definitely always like talking to people about music and and movies and stuff like that. I find that for me over the years, even though there's a lot of stuff we do for fun, music is my, has become my number one. And I just, mm-hmm. I um, quite honestly, there's not many people my age other than Joe that I know of that listen to 
literally all music. Like we don't care when music came out or what the genre is or anything. If we like it, we like it. And there's not many people like that. It, one thing I just don't understand is when you have people who are in their forties who say, Oh, I don't listen to a lot of the new music because it's terrible. I'm like, really? Have you actually listened to it? Right. They're not finding the music they, that's good then. Yeah. It just makes no sense that they would say that. Um, well, Amanda, this was awesome. So thank you for, yeah, uh, thank you for joining being us. on the show. And uh, now this is the part of the show where we're going to go around the table, the virtual table as it is, and give a Stuff We Love recommendation. This is where Amanda, Joe, and I are going to tell you something we've been enjoying recently. Movie, TV show, another music recommendation, uh, whatever it is. So Amanda, please, what is your Stuff We Love recommendation? I'm, I'm definitely back onto old 21 Pilots. So the Vessel album, um, specifically the song Holding On To You. Holding That's On it. To You. Okay, I'm going to check that out. That's a good recommendation. Have you seen them live, 21 Pilots? Oh, no, I wish. Mm, yeah. yeah. They're only two guys, right? Is it two guys? Just two. Oh, yeah. Cool. Joe, what's your stuff we love? By the way, great recommendation, Amanda. Great recommendation. Uh, Joe, how about you? Um, I'm a little behind the eight ball on this, but I've just started watching The Bear on Hulu. Uh, with the show about the chef and the restaurant and yes. everything. And it really, I actually really like it. So mm -hmm. I've been enjoying that. I just finished season one and moving on to season two. Okay. Probably tonight. If you know, So we'll see. That's a great recommendation. I yeah, hear a, a lot of show. people watch that show. It's, it's much better than I thought it would be. Okay, nice. Uh, so my recommendation is actually a movie I watched this morning on Paramount+. Plus. It was a documentary called Thriller 40. It was looking back at the Michael Jackson album Thriller and interviewed a whole lot of people associated with the album. And I loved it. I mean, the clips were amazing. The stories were great. It was... I mean, I've listened to Thriller a gazillion times. I know a lot about that album and I learned a lot that I never knew before. And I, the only statement I have about that is, Joe, I know you and I have talked about whether or not Taylor Swift right now is as big as Michael Jackson was during Thriller because others have made that comparison. I think the answer is no. I don't think it's, I, I don't think she's even close. No, the answer is definitely no. Mm -hmm. But the one thought I had about this actually yesterday for no reason at all, but I was actually thinking about the exact same thing is... Mm -hmm. She, you're having the conversation about it though. Yes, says all you need to say. You don't have that conversation about. It. There's nobody else who you would, who you, you wouldn't say is Ariana Grande as big as Michael Jackson. No, nobody right. would be like that. Even though they're huge celebrities, even Rihanna or somebody, you know, it, it's just it's, everyone says the same thing. Is Taylor Swift as big as Michael Jackson? Right. And over and over. So the answer I think is no. Right. But who knows in the future? You never know. You never know. I just I, think I would put her more on par with Madonna in the '80s. I think. I think that's a very good uh, good comparison because Michael Jackson, the albums he sold were tremendous, and he, um, it, yeah, it just he was featured in there. Famously, he went to the White House where the president welcomed there. You know, Taylor hasn't done that, and just the sheer number of albums sold, even though it was a different time period, it's just a different. Well, I bet time. she could do stuff like that if she wanted to, but there's you know there's probably reasons not to. But yes, I. Uh, I uh, like I said, I, just the fact that anyone asks that question, I think tells you that she's probably the biggest in the yes. world right now. But, you know, I yeah, know. I've never I can't remember anything during my lifetime where someone has gotten this much attention at any condensed period of time. I actually I read somewhere the other day that it's like there was somebody in some researchers went somewhere in like in the middle of India where there's like nothing. And people knew who Michael Jackson was in there. Wow. Like. So it was like that. That's the kind of reach that uh, he had. I, I don't know if she's there yet, but no. even so. 
Yeah, very interesting. But anyhow, that's my recommendation. So you could stream that on Paramount+. Plus. All right. So let me tell our listeners where they could find us online. The Stuff We Love podcast is on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. I guess that's no longer Twitter. It's X or whatever it is. Uh, we are on Blue Sky and Threads at Stuff We Love Podcast. We're on TikTok at Stuff We Love Podcast. Our email is stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. There you can find links to all of our prior episodes and listen to shows you may have missed. And I guess that's pretty much it. So, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, great conversation. Thank, thank you, Amanda. Thank you. We love to have you back on the show when, you know, talking more music, movies, whatever it is that you like to talk about. And uh, with that, let's go around the table one more time. I am Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Amanda. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.